You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 125, Meet the Professor, Anti-Human Trafficking Certificate. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak. And my name is Sandy Morgan. And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And Sandy, uh, over the many, many years now that we've both been involved in not only airing the show, but more importantly, even the work that the Global Center for Women and Justice has done, uh, one of the most important initiatives that's come out of that in the in the recent past and even over that time is the new anti-human trafficking certificate that's being offered by Vanguard University. And we've talked about it a bit on some of the more recent episodes, uh, but we thought today we would dive in and start uh, a series of talking not only a little bit more about the certificate and why it might be a value for people who want to learn more about anti-human trafficking, but also, in addition to that, some more about the people that are going to be actually teaching in the certificate program. And we begin that series today. And I'm excited about that because one of the issues with teaching this in a university environment is how do you find professors who have this expertise that haven't been out in the field? And so one of the things that we did in our on-site courses is we brought the field into the classroom. Well, how do you do that online? Well, that's the beauty of an online program. You can have adjunct professors who um, don't even live in the neighborhood, although we often find some of the best experts right here in Orange County. And I am very excited to introduce the online adjunct professor for the next course, and actually it is the first in the series of human trafficking, and we call it, we give it a call number, WMST 345, but it is um, going to be offered June 27th, and so now is the time to register as you listen to this podcast, but um, it will be repeated over and over and over again. So just go to our website, vanguard.edu forward slash GCWJ and look for the online certificate. And this is important to know because even if you don't, uh, even if you're not hearing this shortly after we air it, uh, this will be the first course in the certificate program. And so it'll, uh, this will give I think all of us in a preview as to what the uh, how the certificate begins. And as I mentioned, we'll go more into detail on that in future episodes as well. Exactly. So let's get into meeting the professor. And our professor for this course is Katie Lynn. I met her through um, a conference in Wisconsin when she was um, a speaker. And I I knew right away that she and I had a lot in common. So I'm not going to tell her story right now. We're going to welcome her, and then we'll just do kind of a little interview. Welcome to the show, Katie. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting to be on this podcast. Sandy, I think I've told you before that um, I listened to this podcast uh, when I was in Wisconsin working with victims, and 
when I met you at that conference in Wisconsin, it was really exciting because I had already heard your voice and been listening to you on this show. So it's oh. uh, exciting for me to be here this morning. Thank you. What a nice thing to say. Thank you. Well, um, tell us a little bit about your your background. I know you hold um, a JD uh, from Marquette University Law School, and also you have um, a B two BAs, one in economics and one in poli-sci from University of Arizona. And I think from my perspective, when I first read your bio a few years ago, I thought of the law of supply and demand because of your economic mm-hmm. background. And it's like, how do you, you often don't find someone with that legal expertise that also has that um, macro business perspective. So tell us a little yeah. bit about how that works for you. It's been really interesting. I, I thought for a long time that I would end up um, in, in business law. And so that's how um, my background sort of came about. But when I was in law school, um, I sort of took an internship on a whim uh, in North Carolina where I had been uh, living. Um, I did the Teach for America program and worked with low-income students right before law school. And so I wanted to get back to Charlotte where I had been teaching um, and took an internship there um, in immigration law. And I thought I would be helping families uh, there with their immigration status and helping them with different remedies. And it turned out that the internship was so much more. I actually worked with a number of victims from all over the globe, a lot of victims from Latin America as well as Europe who had been trafficked into the country, um, sort of the, the stereotypical victim that you think of when you think of human trafficking, um, people who were smuggled into the country, people who were brought um, here uh, through fraud and violence and um, lies and deceit. And it really opened my eyes to this incredible injustice. And so from there, I decided that I really wanted to work with victims of human trafficking and sexual violence and um, do more for them. And how have you been able to realize that once you finished um, law school? Well, the stories and in, in sitting across from victims, um, it changes you completely once you realize the depth of not only um, their, their need for help, but just the depth of trauma um, that they've been through. I remember um, one Russian woman I, I worked with, she had two little girls and she was told in her country that um, she could come to the United States with a man and he would help put her girls through school and they would learn English. And he really sold her the American dream. And a lot of different people in her community had gone with this man. And so she trusted him as a leader in her community and really believed that um, her her future would look brighter and her girl's future would look brighter if she came with him. And um, when he brought her to this country, he brought her on a visitor visa and it turned out that um, he had every intention of prostituting her and also her little girls who um, were 13 and oh 15 at the time. And he did that. And he did that for many years until um, she was able to um, get the help of law enforcement through a sting operation. And um, just hearing her story and seeing that that 
that switch of feeling this hope and being sold this dream and then living in, in um, complete shambles in terrible places and having to perform these acts um, just to, to get by and not really knowing the language or the system. Um, that completely changed me. And as I worked through law school, I um, was able to connect with a group of churches in Milwaukee who were interested in starting um, a relief service agency for victims in Milwaukee. And that's when I became the executive director of Exploit No More there. And what does um, Exploit No More do? You served as the staff attorney there, right? Correct. And the executive director. So I was um, leading the organization. I helped start it um, right after I finished law school and had made a lot of connections in law school um, with law enforcement and different advocacy agencies who kept expressing a need for an organization in in that community to help victims uh, transition out of um, being victims and helping them turn them into survivors and thrivers on their own rights. Um, but then also advocating for laws um, and training that would help uh, people on the ground, professionals, as well as lawmakers, better understand the issue. So I was charged with um, building the organization and starting a shelter for victims, but then also helping law enforcement and lawmakers receive better training and understand the issue uh, better. I think that's one of the reasons I felt like you were really good Um, candidate to teach this course, because you've already been on the ground in a nonprofit role, learning how to work within the local system, the government, and work across disciplines with other victim um, service providers, as well as law enforcement and legislators. It's interesting. I I know this statistic is um, true across a lot of the the United States, and I'm sure globally. Um, Laura Lederer found that 80, over 80% of victims have interacted with healthcare professionals at some point um, when they were victims of sex trafficking specifically. And we know that labor trafficking victims and victims all over the globe interact with people in a lot of different professions. And so one of the really exciting things for me was to provide training to people um, who were nurses, physicians, school teachers, and social workers to help them better understand how to even identify victims in their midst. And then once you do identify a victim um, and that light bulb turns on, what do you do? What are the next steps? How do we develop a protocol? And so it's exciting to be a part of that and then also help change the laws in Wisconsin um, to be able to better implement those protocols. So tell us about how the laws changed. Well, one of the things um, in Wisconsin was that minors... um, specifically as it relates to sex trafficking, could still be charged with prostitution as a minor, um, which was a conflict in the law because we know that under the law, minors are not able to consent to sex. And so it was um, a conflict in that we were uh, rescuing or recovering girls from sex trafficking and boys too. And a number of judges were still treating them as though they were uh, quote unquote Um, adults involved in uh, prostitution and uh, soliciting sex. And so what we tried to do is change that law and also um, make it mandatory for our child welfare department to have to investigate those cases. There was a huge gap um, in Wisconsin in that um, law enforcement was really tasked with going after the traffickers 
but child welfare was not required by law to um, investigate instances of abuse and um, sex trafficking for children. And so there really wasn't an agency that was taking over that investigation and really aiding the victims. And we found that a lot of people who were working for child welfare had no idea what to do. They weren't aware of an agency protocol to help victims. And so they were really falling through the cracks. And so Exploit No More, um, as well as some other agencies, really led the the charge in educating lawmakers and just sitting down with them and and showing them where the gaps were. And most recently, we got a law passed that was signed by the governor um, to task child welfare with investigating and to make prostitution um, not a viable charge for minors. Wow, that's great. And I think what you bring to the table as a practitioner and seeing how that plays out is something that we want to be an outcome of people from all over taking this course. In in some areas, there are a lot of resources available. Uh, you can go to a seminar, you can go to a meeting with your task force. Um, a hospital has had a training, but in the majority of, of areas, there isn't a, a systemic approach to training people in how to get everybody together on a multidisciplinary team. Um, I was trying, you know, you may remember I'm a nurse, and so I frame everything from kind of a public health model. And I think about uh, one of the, the biggest myths about human trafficking is that it is a disease, but it is not a disease. It is a symptom. It's like somebody trying to teach you um, about a fever. Well, you get a fever for a lot of different reasons. And the idea uh, with human trafficking is it happens for a lot of different reasons. You came into it by working with immigration law and remedies. And I came into it as as a pediatric nurse working night shift. Those the, We both found human trafficking in our own disciplines and it doesn't, you can't separate it out. So everybody from the different professions all need to have an understanding of what that is. So I'm excited about this course. I'm excited that you're going to be a professor with us. And I um, look forward to uh, seeing the outcomes from our students. So I want to kind of turn and ask you, what are you going to teach them? I'm excited for this introductory course. It's, um, as you said, course 345. And what I'm really excited about is it's kind of a course where students will be able to kind of dip their toes in a lot of different aspects of um, this issue and learning about the issue globally, as well as locally in the United States. Um, If you're here in the United States, you know, you may have seen that um, the issue has made a lot of um, media stories, but I think the experts in the text that we're going to be reading are going to really bring a level of um, academic expertise and field expertise that the media stories just don't cover. Absolutely. And of course, the entire certificate, there are four courses, um, starting with the human trafficking course and then commercial sexual exploitation of children um, aftercare, and finally, human trafficking and ethics. And all four courses are built around the model of 
um, four P's, which was originally three pre- three P's, prosecution, protection, prevention, and then we added partnership. And the reason that we decided to use that frame for all four courses is because that is a federal model and um, state laws are, are modeled after that as well. And then internationally, um, the UN uses the same model now, and the annual trafficking and persons report that comes out of our state department uses that same grid to evaluate progress um, around the world on human trafficking. So when you learn that language, you can literally go anywhere in the world and have a conversation with the local experts. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you and I were talking about this course, and one of the reasons that I was so drawn to it is exactly what you were saying before about how a lot of resources um, aren't available in communities. And so one thing that one of the things that we tried to do in Wisconsin is almost build a train-the-trainer model. And so students who go through this certificate are going to have a heightened level of knowledge that then they can take back to their community and their context and their profession. Um, and that's how we really start to build um, in the field this multidisciplinary approach. So I'm excited to give that um, sort of basic level of knowledge. And then as you were saying, students will be able to continue on in the certificate to gain um, deeper knowledge in the different aspects of the four Ps. So from the um, from looking at the the course, the it seems like the um, the approach starting with prevention, protection, prosecution, um, sort of winds up with the ability to get um, a pretty comprehensive um, look at what this issue is, um, not just in your own community, where our media, I'm so glad you brought that up, tends to focus only on um, child sex trafficking to the, for the most part. And yeah. so... Um, I just read statistics, the global slave in global slavery index, and they have a very rigorous um, extrapolation um, model. They just released their new statistics, 46 million slaves around the world. That's huge. Wow. So we, we need this course um, so that we can prepare more leaders and um empower them wherever they are. One of our students doing the certificate now is a young leader in Romania. Um, But this is a course that's going to be appropriate for people anywhere working on this. Yes. And I, and I think even if um, someone feels as though they're not um, in a profession that might directly interact with victims, or they may not be a leader that then takes it back to their context. As I've been um, preparing the course material, to me, it's, uh, if you're a leader in your community, maybe in your church, or you're, you're just an active participant um, in your community and you just consider yourself an everyday citizen, um, uh, to me, it's an appropriate course to take, gain more knowledge about the issue beyond what we read in the papers. So what would be some of the, the key assignments in the course for somebody that's well, trying to figure out if this fits their lifestyle? We'll be looking at the trafficking in persons report and um, taking at uh, countries more specifically in their approaches 
to anti-trafficking and the level of trafficking that the State Department, um, U.S. State Department has prepared. And then we'll also be taking a look at three different texts. Um, one of them is the Hands That Heal uh, curriculum that um, the Faith Alliance Against uh, Slavery and Trafficking has prepared. And we'll be reading a couple of other different authors who have an incredible level of knowledge. And the exciting thing is the, the nice thing about the online platform is that you can do assignments at your own pace and um, post them um, in your own time. and interact with students, as you said, Sandy, from all over the globe. So it's exciting to, to be able to have that ability um, that we're not just limited to um, one particular geographic area. Well, and because of the interaction, I think we learn from other students and what they're doing. Um, for instance, the, uh, the young leader from Romania taught me a great deal about what labor trafficking looks like in Europe. And for many of my friends who anticipate going to Europe or um, even a summer vacation, for them to be aware and understand what labor trafficking looks like in in the area of forced begging and child mm-hmm. begging, uh, that, was, that was like a whole new area for me. So I think it helps all of us begin to... Um, expand our body of knowledge and expertise. Mm-hmm. It opens our eyes to, um, you know, areas of this issue that we may not be thinking about. So uh, the big question students always ask me before they sign up to take a class is, um, what about the final exam? Sure. So we don't actually have a final exam as part of this course. It's a final paper. And the nice thing about the way that the course is structured is that you're actually preparing for your final paper through um, smaller essay assignments throughout the eight weeks. Um, So we've done our best to make it as manageable for online students as possible. There are um, some online forums that students will be participating in, as well as um, some basic weekly quizzes that just cover the reading. And then the shorter essays that we work on will prepare students for their final paper um, due the last week of the course. And so students are preparing um, for the final assignment as the course um, unfolds. And so the goal is not to make it too cumbersome um, for anyone's student. Oh, that's great. That's good. Uh, That really reduces anxiety about um, getting back into education um, the other question that I uh, often hear is, what if I have a question in an online course? How am I going to get my questions answered? Yes. So I've made myself available by email, and then I'll also provide students with my cell phone number. And um, the beauty of it being a summer course is that um, I can be pretty available for students if they have questions or concerns. Um, and return emails quickly. So uh, we do our best to make sure that students feel um, engaged in a part of the learning process. That, you know, it's not um, just as far off distance learning okay. model where students. And when, um, when they finish, based on your experience in getting people around the table, what level of um, 
accomplishment or maybe that's not exactly the right word I'm looking for, but level of expertise do you think they'll bring when they take their profession and this content to um, get involved in their own community? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, if you have an interest in this issue, you've probably heard about it and you probably know um, how it might apply to your context. For example, if you're a nurse, you know that you may see patients um, who have been trafficking victims. But I think the beauty of bringing people um, from different professions and different backgrounds and different countries even around the table is you're going to take away um, different aspects of this and different thoughts and maybe how as a nurse you need to interact with law enforcement or as a nurse, how you may need to interact with a school social worker, um, how the United States may need to interact with different countries. And so students will not only um, learn how human trafficking affects their own field, but even think about become better global citizens in attacking this issue um, from a systemic level. So from a systemic level, you just how does that work? What does that look like? Well, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, that there's a supply and there's a demand. And if we work on this issue from just one angle alone, um, truthfully, we won't be able to bring down the entire system, entire system. And so um, what I'm excited about students learning in this particular course is how do we think about human trafficking um, from that supply and demand perspective? And how do we think about the different players who reach victims, but also reach the traffickers themselves and the people who may be buying sex or as a consumer, how we are participating in the system of labor trafficking. And so we'll be able to touch on all of those issues and then also look at um, through the trafficking persons report, how individual countries are actually dealing with the system. So then this course might even be appropriate for a business major. Absolutely. Or just because I've recently read a report on the fishing industry in Southeast Asia and the horrific living conditions of slaves that are are never on land. They're on these, these trawlers all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that I don't think the average person or professional is very aware of. So I think that expanding that understanding is extremely critical in ending human trafficking. Exactly. And you start to see how a lot of the pieces fit together. Um, and, you know, even in my work, I've, I've really focused specifically on sex trafficking and sex trafficking in the United States. But um, I now know through my work in sex trafficking and opening my eyes to different parts of human trafficking that me as a consumer, I may be participating in the fishing industry by purchasing fish from a certain supplier or a certain store. And so um, as we talk about these issues and unfold um, all of the different facets, we'll be able to see how um, our buying habits and um, our participation may be fueling the industry. See, it's going to be the big picture. So I love that. And your expertise in economics and law really, and your personal experience working with victims just make you the perfect professor to teach this um, more comprehensive overall perspective. 
So welcome to Vanguard University and to being our online certificate professor and our very first Meet the Professor podcast interview. Well, and Sandy, for I'm, having you. I'm so excited to hear this conversation and, and you and the team at the Global Center for Women and Justice have done so much work over the years to bring this certificate to uh, to 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 us, and which is exciting to see it happening now, and uh, and I'm so excited to see Katie as part of uh, as, as such an important part of this curriculum as well, and it's just going to be really neat to see as uh, students start going through this process, and uh, I know we have members of our listening community who will be attending as well, so I can't wait to hear more, and I uh, can't wait to hear about the success of these first courses. Great. So. If you want to find out more information, please email us at gcwj at vanguard.edu or call us at 714-966-6360 or go on our website. Yes, and the website is at vanguard.edu slash GCWJ. That stands for the Global Center for Women and Justice here at Vanguard University. And Sandy, for those who are interested in applying or at least learning more about the certificate, uh, certainly email is a great way. Um, Where do they go to apply for the certificate? Is that on the website? If you go to our website, there's a link to apply for the that says online certificate and that will take you to um, admissions student at large application perfect well thank you so much sandy thank you katie again and we look forward to talking with you again in two weeks many more conversations coming up about the certificate the courses involved and how we can continue to help all of us to broaden our knowledge in ending human trafficking thanks sandy thanks katie thanks dave take care